It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Monday, January 23rd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. We should have just, just called it the Pisscast. Agreed. I don't know if they would have went for that upstairs. We could have dropped the Beckler and Shauna part and just called it a I piss cast. I actually remember when we were brainstorming the name, I was about to ask. I was like, could we call it? And then I, I didn't. I thought better of it. But now thinking back, I'm like, we should have just asked. No harm in asking. Worst they can say is no, right? Yeah. No, you can't call it the piss cast. Okay. Well, we tried. Probably be the only piss cast in the world. It's true. How was your weekend, Shauna? It was great. Uh, didn't do too much. I was in town, which is lovely. Um, my cousin was in town on Saturday, so I went for some drinks with him. We had a ball wind-up party on Friday, so I dropped by there for a bit. Did a bit of snowboarding on Saturday, but yeah, it was pretty chill. That doesn't sound too chill. I know. It sounds like there was a lot going on. But it was like, I was in bed early and like, you know, dropped by some things, but yeah. like, I was able to be in the comfort of my own bed, which is nice because a lot of the times in the winter I'm, I'm away on a snowboard trip or something and, and don't get to sleep at home. So it's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Get to bed early, you know? Well, mine was super chill too. We did almost nothing. Awesome. Um, yeah. Quiet nights, both nights. We went skating. Yep. I did a bunch of work in the shop. It's We always like, McKenna and I always look at each other and we'll be like, cheap weekend if we didn't spend anything. I know. You know? Cheap weekends are great. Oh, yeah. And this past weekend, I was able to get so much work done that we were actually like way in the black for the weekend, which doesn't often happen. Usually, you're spending money on the weekend. Yep. Earning it during the week. I actually thought the same Um, about the weekend. I was like, cheap weekend. Yeah, didn't spend too much out. I spent almost nothing. We bought pizza one night. And I bought some craft beers. Like we spent like sixty bucks and made a few hundred, so it was nice. It's a good weekend. On today's show, an etymology. We're going to talk about female-dominated industries. A Vancouver soft that you may have seen in the sports news over the weekend. Your dog's soulmate, or your soulmate that is a dog. If you have any notable people in your family tree, people who are eyeing up Calgary to potentially move here. We're going to talk about a phrase that I think has run its course. If your name is Kevin, you don't want to go to this country. Mm-mm. Nope, they don't like you in this country if your name is Kevin. No. A type of snobs. We're going to follow up on that Terry of the Month from Friday. First, your out-of-context clip of the show. I kind of like the one that doesn't involve putting a finger in a horse's butt. Me too. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So on Friday at my kid's school, it was uh, dressed like a superhero day. Oh, sweet. It's it's a dress-up day like twice a week for kids these days. It really? Seems. <laughs> yeah, you'll see like a lot of parents complaining about it online because they're like, oh, damn, it's another dress-up day tomorrow. I forgot. That's really About fine. to send my kid to school. The, the only one's not dressed up but we remembered so friday was dressed like a superhero day and Sweet. i went to pick Bo up on friday and i knew that he was dressed like iron man because iron man's his favorite superhero he's got an iron man costume that he's worn for halloween so i get there in the playground and i see him running around with his iron man costume and his iron mask on and i call to i call my nickname for him is bones like bones he doesn't answer so i go over and i'm just about to like grab him and then i look at the shoes and i'm like ah that's a different kid <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's why he didn't respond to yeah, me when I called. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> if I hadn't seen the shoes, yeah, I would have just grabbed this. I'm glad that you saw the shoes. <laughs> I mean, that is the problem with superhero day, right? Oh, is man. That when there's masks, how do you know? <laughs> and then I looked over at the door and saw Bo running out, and I was like, "That was a close one." Oh, jeez. Um, that happened one time when I was really little. I grabbed a woman at the pool who wasn't my mom, mm. and she was like, "Ah." 
Yeah. Just get on me. At Similar least as a kid suit. doing it, though, like that's a lot more or less daunting than an, a, yeah. a grown man grabbing a child, for sure. Yeah. Or even now, I grabbed the wrong woman at a pool who I think is McKenna. Yeah. I'm not allowed back at the pool. Be a bit weird. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. So last week, we talked about a Terry of the Month that we were sent. Yeah. And it was this gentleman who was very upset about the new alcohol guidelines. Of course, all Terry's would be. Uh, and I didn't get the chance to see the clip myself. You played parts of it. And then I actually stumbled across it over the weekend. And there was an extended version of this clip of this Terry. So I think what happened is the clip went so viral that the reporter who did the interview, this was in Hamilton, I want to say. Yeah. The, the reporter who did the interview released more footage from it because people were like, tell us more about this man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it only, it only gets better, Beckler. I watched it again because I was like, okay, i got to see this for myself. And holy crap, there are parts of this that made it even more. It's so good. So at the beginning, okay, the reporter asked, just here. What did you buy today? I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them, tall boys. So first of all, as Terry, we, we always know he loves his Bud Lights, he right? Does. And so he... This Terry then talks about how he bought six Bush Light and six Bud Light, which is exactly what you'd expect Terry to say. <laughs> bouquet All tall buds and a bouquet well. bush right yep. there, right? Okay, now on. Uh, how much would you drink a day? Regular day, I don't know, maybe a couple of beers, depends. Weekends, maybe, you know, five beer. Two drinks a week. I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. You should be able to have, like, uh, four beer. That's just two more. I mean, I'll have six, but four's a fair number. But <laughs> His number keeps going up. <laughs> Starts with what? two, that four. That's can't have six beer. The government's out here telling me I can't drink eight beer. But six, I mean, that four is a fair number, right? Well, I have ten beer. What's oh the big deal? God. Twelve beer? Yeah, seventeen beer. <laughs> that's what I have normally. Like, well, I mean, if you're really asking, you want me to be honest? Okay, twenty beer, twenty six sometimes on the weekend. Anyway, and then at the end, there's something that happens that I oh, this is just so Terry as well. Okay, rock and roll. He, so, he, he drops a rock and roll. Didn't he mention his tooth? Yes, too, at and one then point? just wait. Yeah, yeah. One more time. I just rock and roll. Okay, then. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You can't handle the tooth. Okay. Because he only has one tooth at the front of his mouth, he right? He has one tooth at the front of his mouth. <laughs> so he yells, rock and roll, and then he shows his one tooth. He comes back. He's about to walk away, and then goes, oh, wait, but the tooth. So then he shows his one tooth. <laughs> you can't handle the tooth. Oh, He's my. Like, this might be my only chance. This is it. People don't often ask me for commentary on things. Right? (laughs) So I can't forget the rock and roll. And then then you can't handle the tooth. Obviously, that's a joke he says to all his buddies, especially after a few beer, right? Probably goes up to the ladies at the bar and goes, he can't handle the tooth. Look at this. Because it's a clever joke. (laughs) What a character. Oh, I love him. What an absolute character. I need to meet him. Like, we should bring him on the show or something. (sighs) God. Excellent Terry of the Month nominee. Even stronger than we initially thought. Oh, even just rock and roll. <laughs> Terry, love it's you. just like a guttural sound. Oh isn't my it? god! And then wait. <laughs> oh wait a minute! You can't handle the tooth. Oh, <laughs> and Shauna podcast. I thought of a new type of snobs, and I don't think we've done this one before. Okay. I saw this video about a girl who goes to school in Europe, and she was joking about how she comes home for for break and complains to her friends about everything Canada does worse compared to Europe. Mm. That Europe is just better. Okay. Europe snobs. All right. Definitely a real thing. A little snobby. It definitely is a real thing, though. If you talk to some people, you would think that, like, Europe is utopia, and they have zero problems. And really, when they say Europe, it's just a select few countries. They don't ever mean Eastern Europe when they're saying that. No. They mean, like, Scandinavia, Germany, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Yeah. Um, And, of course, like... 
There are surluses for sure of those Scandinavian definitely. countries. Yeah, definitely. And we have our problems here in Canada. Yeah, areas we could improve on. Somewhere mm-hmm. we're probably headed in the wrong direction. But I'm sure Europeans have their complaints too. It's true. People in those countries, nowhere's perfect. Their room for improvement as well. Yes. And there are probably some things that we do better than Europe. Yes. These people are true Europe, Europe snobs. snobs. Oh, there's just so much traffic here. In the Netherlands, everyone bikes or takes fart-powered public transit. (laughs) There's no culture here at all, you see, in Europe. We have history. I have gitch older than your country. (sighs) Yes, well, in Finland, they don't even have crime. If you break a law, you're given a weekend spa pass, and by Monday, you're completely reformed. (laughs) Well, in Sweden, we don't need food banks. We have unlimited meatball fountains on the street corners for anybody who may feel a little peckish. Well, in Norway, if you have a baby, both parents can stay home until the child is voting age. The government supplies you with two helpers to fan you with palm fronds while you rear the children. (laughs) Well, in France, there is zero hate as love is literally in the air. The Parisians embody it. We fart love. We vomit love. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know if you've heard about this Beckler, but I learned over the weekend that Kevin is a name that you do not name your child if you live in Germany. Why? So I guess the lower class in Germany used to call their kids Kevin a lot. So it used to be. It used to be a thing where if you were lower class, you would pick this exotic name, often an English name, and you'd name your kid that for some reason. An exotic name like Kevin? Kevin. Which is just about the most generic male name I could think of. English name, right? Um, So I guess a lot of people named their kids Kevin, and now it's associated with being lower class. So it's essentially like the white trash name of Germany from what I gathered is Kevin. And it's like, it's bad. I was reading people's comments and stuff online because I was like, okay, is this just a joke though? Or is this serious? And they were like, if you apply for a job and your last name is German and your first name is Kevin, you will not get that job. They're like, if you have an English last name, you sometimes get a pass, right? Because they're like, you, you don't, you're not they're from not here. From Germany. You don't understand. But if you have a German last name, your name is Kevin, you're not getting the job. So the, they have to do like blind resumes. Yes. So that Kevins aren't being discriminated against, yep. that anti-Kevin racism. Apparently, <laughs> teachers have a common phrase they use, and they say, Kevin is not a name, it's a diagnosis. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's about kids who... <laughs> oh, my... I wonder how many unwitting Kevins have wandered into Germany. And right? Got, what's your name? Kevin. And everybody oh. giggles, and then just, like, like oh. doesn't talk to you, like, and you're like, what? What, what, what happened? What did I say? What, what's wrong? <laughs> I guess school kids, they call each other Alpha Kevins. If you want to make fun of... Oh, my God. I kid you not. That is so funny. Think of the childish thing that you'd say in the schoolyard here and know it's Alpha Kevin in Germany. Like, it is... I'm imagining that there are many Kevins listening right now who are learning this for the first time. And are like, well, screw you too, Germany. Well, I'm I'm wondering how many are listening that have gone to Germany or they've talked to German people and they're like, oh, now it all makes sense. Like these girls they meet at the bar. Hey, I'm Kevin. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Loved Europe. Didn't care so much for Germany. Everyone was kind of rude Everybody to me there. Everybody was so rude. Oh, really, so Kevin? Weird. Yeah. You alpha Kevin. 
say my name and everybody would just Holy giggle crap, and walk that's away. Funny. Oh my, I just had no idea. It's intense there. I had no idea. Poor Kevin's. I know. So well, Kevin, I if guess you're, you're not welcome in Germany, Kevin. I was gonna say I would I would probably change your name if you're gonna go visit Germany. Just just so you know. <laughs> Can you okay? go by Kev or is that no better? That's no better. That's no better. Yeah, Alpha, Alpha Kev. Kevin. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> I always wonder too, like if you if you if you if you have a name that means something like that in a different culture and you're just unaware of it, yeah. like you wouldn't know, would you? I have no idea. I guarantee there are Kevin's listening who didn't know that. No. Uh, to be fair, if you make any friends in these places, I'm sure they would give you the heads up. They'd be like, okay, "Do you think they so would?" You no. Know. Well, if you're a true friend, you would. You yeah. You'd just like be like, by the way, just so you might want to change your name or go by something else. Or that reminds me of when I lived in Australia. When a Canadian buddy came to came down to stay with us, and he had a goatee, and my friend was like, "Nobody here has goatees." Like, of- right? He shaved it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, even people whose like names just yet yeah, don't translate well, you know, and yeah. you'd want to give the heads up just so people know, like. Well. I- it's funny because if there's a name from a different culture that sounds like something dirty here or whatever, you, you get called racist for laughing about it. But I'm like, if I went to a different, if Beckler meant penis in Mongolian, yeah, I would think that's funny. Yes, you know, that's that's not racism against no. me or you know it's a German last name Beckler, but yeah, that's just funny. Uh, if my name meant pissant, I would I would die laughing. I would just like that's awesome. I'd like to know that. But yeah, Kevin's, it's so funny. It's it's really, like, when you read people's comments and stuff, I was like, people, it's They're very... They're joking about it? No, it's bad. <laughs> like, the fact that... I, I would love to know the ratio of, like, Americans named Kevin who tried to apply for jobs and got rejected because of their name alone there. Cause yeah, didn't would be know why. Lot. Yeah, they'd just be like, no, Kevin, frig, nope, out. Is there an equivalent to that name here? No. Like, I mean, Karen is obviously the name that we associate with but it's not even remotely close to the same like karen is just a meme and kind of a joke here you're so not going to not get a job Terry. because your name is karen right you know? we don't go in the schoolyard as kids and go alpha karen over there I, well maybe but no like it's not quite the same alpha kevin that is so Holy funny crap the kevin of all kevins <laughs> alpha kevin in the future on this show, I hope one of us refers to someone as an Alpha Kevin. Yeah. And there'll be a callback to this moment that right would be now. Great. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know where you are? Welcome with the name Kevin, or any name for that matter. The new community of Midtown in Airdrie, where Shane Holmes is building three different types of homes. Lane homes, paired homes, single family front drive homes. You can find more information on their website, shanehomes.com slash communities. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I have another phrase that I think is being abused these days. Okay. Might be overused. Might be time to put it to bed. Mm -hmm. It's the phrase rent-free. Oh, yeah. Which is a shortened version of living rent-free in your head. Uh Uh As, As far as I can tell, it gained popularity in the sports world. How would you how would you explain that to someone who hadn't heard the term before? I, mean, I imagine everybody has, but something that's just kind of like weighing in the back of your mind. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like if it, you'll see it if like if someone complains about a rival player, yeah, and someone else is like that player is living rent free in your head, meaning you're thinking too much about yes. them, right? Yeah, thinking about them unnecessarily. But now fans will say that about any criticism of any team or any player, right? And it's spread outside the sports world, too. That's what made me bring it up today. I saw this interaction online the other day. One commenter was complaining about the prime minister, and someone else said to them, he's living rent-free in your head, isn't he? And I was like, he's the prime minister. That is that? It's not possible. The, the prime minister of our own country cannot live 
rent-free in our heads. Like they should be what we're thinking about is what you're saying. Well, right? like, they, they have, they make decisions that impact our lives, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like... It's a the, little bit different than just a stupid rival player on yeah. a... Uh, in a, during a game, does yeah. Premier Danielle Smith live rent free in the heads of her uh, opponents, or do they have legitimate concerns with her? Does your boss live rent free in your head? No, it's or you. does the things that they say affect your life? They pay rent in my head. <laughs> yeah, I pay rent in their heads. I'm not sure. Tr- yeah, yes, it's something along those lines. Yeah. Real power. Yeah, Connor McDavid lives rent free in my head. It's not possible for our elected leaders to do the same thing. Yeah, you should start charging him. <laughs> Connor, get out of there. The and Shauna Podcast. My cousin was in town this past weekend with uh, two of his friends who are from Vancouver, and uh, they're debating moving here. Oh, okay. So they used to live in the UK, and I guess they've tried Vancouver for the past year, and they aren't really sold on it. And they said one of the reasons is they haven't really found their people, as they call them. They say they find people there aren't really able to do much and aren't that friendly. And they were talking about the whole idea of, well, people are house poor there. Mm -hmm. So they said it's it's a bit tough because you can't really do much on a whim because so many people are like, well, I don't really have the money to because they're spending all of their money on rent because it's so damn expensive. Yeah, I could see that. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, But they're here for five days to check out Calgary and see if they want to move. And they say they're now about 65% sold on moving here. Okay. And it's only growing. And what do they like? What do they not like? So the thing is, the weather's been amazing. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you'd feel the same if it was minus 25. You it's know what I mean? good thing they're here this week and not next week. E- right? Because that might make the decision for them. Might change things. But they say what they love is they love how friendly everybody is here. That is true. And that's huge. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it's funny because when I used to live back home and I'd come out to Calgary, that's one thing that I noted too is that people are really friendly. Where's your cousin from originally? Uh, he's from Edmonton. They lived at Fort McMurray for a while. Okay. So he's an Alberta kid. But he is, uh, whereas they are originally from the UK. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a bit different. But they said they also love, and this is interesting, that there's a bunch of little neighborhoods that all seem to have their own character. And he was, true. He, he was talking specifically like downtown. And I was like, okay, that's... I mean, in comparison to Vancouver, I didn't think that was as much of a thing, but they seem to think it is. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool as well. Um, and they, they call themselves Calcurious right now, which also <laughs> I, like I was like, lot. I am adopting that 100% Calcurious. I think there are many Canadians who are Calcurious. A lot of people are Calcurious, but it was very interesting to hear yeah, them and, and what their take on things were. But yeah, they said they like that the downtown is fairly walkable. Mm-hmm. So they were walking from like Sonalta to Inglewood. And I mean, it's a, a long walk, but they said that's all nice for them. And of course, the fact that everybody's really outdoorsy here is a big draw for them. And they said people actually go and do things that are outside like and, and they can go into the it's mountains. True. And it's a much easier thing to do here than it is true. And I was like, yeah, that's- and I could see how in Vancouver that wouldn't be as easy unless you had a lot of money. That was my impression of the city when I was there. Yep. And the fall was would be a great place to live if you had bottomless money. Well, and that's the It'd thing. Be- I mean, if you are paying for rent, you can't afford a car. Whereas here, you can, a lot of the times, manage both in yeah. some way, right? Where, yeah, I don't think in Vancouver that's a thing. Cal-curious is such a funny term. And I think many Canadians are Cal-curious right lot, now. I mean, not even Canadians, but uh, everywhere. A yeah. lot of people are Cal-curious. I read the funniest comment recently. It was from somebody who was kind of here scoping up the city or whatever. And they said they were surprised at how, like... 
you know, how nice everyone was. Mm-hmm. And it was somewhat diverse here. And, yeah. and there was a comment underneath that was like, I don't know what people expect, that it's going to be Jason Kenny's huge red eye atop the Calgary Tower. <laughs> it's just like, what do you think it is, it's like here? It's true. So, it's true. I know. And every person, and they were saying, they're like, I, it's totally not what we thought. Like, we're so impressed. Yeah. Like, good. Well, Keep it to yourselves, though. Okay. Shh. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I saw a commercial for Ancestry.com, and this woman was showing her family tree and how she learned that one of her ancestors was famous for something. I don't remember yeah. specifically for what. Mm-hmm. I've, have you ever done one of those? Nope. Those, like, ancestor things? I've thought about it, but I haven't, no. I haven't either. Uh, but I do know a bit about my family history on my mom's side. Not as much on my dad's side, but my mom's side. Do you have anybody notable in your family's past? Well, this is the thing. I want to do Ancestry.com because my parents have no idea. My dad really? hardly knows that he doesn't know where his family's from. He doesn't know anything. Like my mom knows that on her side it's Irish heritage. Okay. My dad. Yeah, because you still have relatives in Ireland, right? We do. Um, but my dad has olive skin, so we were always just like, "You're not English as far back as you know," and that's kind of what he's. He's like, "Well, we're English." I'm like, "No, you've got there's something because you he tans so well." And I was like, "There's got to be something now." So I'm just super curious myself. He's never done it though, so. Eventually, I need to do that. This might be a dumb question, but like, English people can't tan at all. Well, they're just, just so pasty. I mean, there's always a mix of something, right? It's like Cracker Island, as some, I've called it, from <laughs> somewhere or other. Otherwise, you would. So he, because it's that close, and he he tans so well. It's like there's there's some mix, somewhere. some Mediterranean, something some going down on. the line, and I just don't know what it is. And he, like uh, that whole side of the family, tans like that. Um, nobody knows, but anyway, huh. yeah. Yeah, so we need to do that. It's funny because people always celebrate their best ancestors. If they have someone famous in the past, you know, or someone who did something yeah. real noteworthy, they always mention that. But they'll never mention if, like, they had criminals in the past, right? Or Yeah, and I guess would that know, come like, up through Ancestry.com? I don't know. I, I get maybe. Like, here's the prison records of all of your ancestors who did terrible things. I'd like to know where the long ass crack in my family also comes from. Would that come up in Ancestry.com? That we might have, be more like a 23andMe thing. Right. They're like, a yeah, history of long cracks. Gene. Yeah, yeah. The, tall, the tall asses. You That's come from the <laughs> Edward the Long Crack of England. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that was, in fact, your last name before it came to Jefferson. Yeah, long crack. Anyway. I know for sure that I have two interesting parts of my mom's side. Um, Louis Riel is my great, 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 great uncle. I remember like, you I'm, mentioning that, which is so awesome. Yeah, directly descended from yep. his brother. And then if you go back a few generations, my like six times great grandma or whatever, I think was the first white woman to settle in Western Canada. Wow. And at the time, the indigenous people living out here, I guess, thought she was a ghost. I thought she was a witch. People, people think that of me most days. Yeah, too. you I are quite facey ass skin. Wow. Even today, yes, <laughs> she's a ghost. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter back then or the first white person they saw or not. No, you are a ghost, Jonathan. <laughs> Get a look at her long crack. Yeah, look at the long. Pasty long crack. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I learned of a term on the weekend that I didn't know was a thing. Uh, have you heard of the term your heart dog? No, I haven't. So it's essentially your soulmate in dog form. So the definition says uh, your heart dog is your soul's true counterpart and forever part of your emotional existence. I was very upset because the online definition didn't say forever. It was forever uh, spelled the correct because, of course, every time you see forever. Missed opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. When and it also, comes to dogs. heart dog, not soul dog, right? Heart dog, yeah. Your heart so dog. So it's your soulmate, but your heart dog, not mm-hmm. soul dog. Maybe that's too Randy Jackson. For, Maybe. For some people. A but soul dog. Soul dog. <laughs>
It was just all right for me, dog. It does sound like it rings off the tongue a little better, though. I, I wish it was soul dog, but there you go. I was curious, though. I was like, can you, can you only have one heart dog, do you think? Or can you have multiple? Because it would really be tough to only have one heart dog because, I mean, dogs don't live as long as humans. So mm-hmm. having a soulmate, you hope you'd have that soulmate for a long time. And many know. people will have, like, multiple dogs throughout their lives. Absolutely. So, so is I, only one of them the soul dog? I hope I hope there's dog? more of the heart Excuse dog. Me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to call it a soul dog. A soul dog. I ain't I nothing but a soul dog. Sorry. i got to tell you, I don't, I don't really buy into that then no. again I don't believe in soulmates so I'm probably Fair. the wrong person to ask about this But interesting uh, and along that same vein if there is such thing as a heart dog you'd think there'd be like a heart cat mm-hmm. yeah a heart lizard snake like a heart snake tarantula right any ant- of them ant farm I was gonna say maybe an ant or a, a cockroach or heart cockroach goldfish I've really related to that Heart cockroach there, and I'm so sad he's gone. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I think this could almost be filed under Vancouver Soft. You can tell me what you think, Shauna. Okay. So over the weekend, uh, the the hockey world collectively lost interest with Ivan Provorov, mm-hmm. and instead turned 100 percent of its attention to Bruce Boudreau. Yep. The head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, who was fired yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the Canucks have been underperforming for a few seasons now, and there were rumors last week that Bruce was going to be out of a job. But then the, the Canucks organization kind of left him hanging. Like, they sort of hinted that they were talking to other coaches, but let him continue coaching. And he which was is in limbo. brutal. Yeah, he was in limbo. and Yeah. Which is a bad way to go. Yeah. I agree. Um, but, I mean, the way people reacted to Bruce's firing, you would think that he was the first coach ever fired. You'd think like, he died. Yeah. Like, when I first saw this, and I didn't know what was going on, I didn't really, like, and I just saw the reactions, and I was like... Like what? Is I was, he ill? Is he? Yeah, I was like, is is he dying? Like what? This is awful. No, he was just out of a. I mean, there were so many tears and thank yeah. you, Bruce's and Bruce chants at the games and stuff. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Again, don't get me wrong. I think the way the organization handled this was awful. But and anytime someone gets fired, it's, it always sucks. It sucks for sure. But as you say, like this happens all the time in hockey. I was just when you were away, I was all talking about like what a revolving door of coaches the NHL is. You like, go into it knowing there's a good chance you're going to be fired. It could be this year, it could be next year. That's just it's part of the gig. And if you're not a hockey fan, you might think, okay, well he deserves a big send off if he's been there for a while. He hasn't been there for a while. No. He started midway through last season. He hasn't even spent a complete season with the team. Yeah. He's, I, I mean, he, he's a veteran in the league, so I get that people have a lot of respect for him in that sense. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, he's a good guy and a, yep. and a good coach. Definitely. But I mean, part of a season, they're part of two seasons, and everyone's acting like like this is it, right? Yeah. Like, I know. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah. It's like, it, I seriously thought he he's died. Crying. <laughs> I thought it was all like tribute videos of him. Yeah. No, that no. people were posting, and he was dying. He'll get picked up by dead. another team because that's what happens in the NHL, yes. and he'll have another coaching job, and mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be all right. Yeah, it was, um, it was crazy. Like, I guess you just get a little soft when you're in Vancouver. The fans are soft. The media is soft. The head coach butter. of the team is soft. You're soft as cupboard butter. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. We were chatting last week about how there are hardly any female car salespeople. Yeah, it's it, very rare. It's very rare, and we were kind of wondering why that was, and we were chatting about that. And uh, I actually got a message from a friend of the show who bought her vehicle from a female oh, salesperson here in Calgary. Okay, so, so yeah, there so are a she few. was just like way less pushy than any of the men she's dealt with, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's. I figured there would be an opportunity 
for a female with sales experience and who knows no. a lot about vehicles to crush it. Right? I thought the same thing. It's like there's there's a market for it. It's very weird that there aren't very yep. many. Uh, but we got a message from, a voice memo rather, from friend of the show, Patrick. So I figured I'll just play this for you. Oh, hey, Shauna. Uh, just kind of some input on your uh, podcast from Friday. Uh, I work in the travel sales industry and this industry is predominantly female. So I'm kind of like the diamond in the rough, if you will, as far as dudes uh, doing this. I do feel kind of alone because I'm one of the only guys in a company with almost 500 people. But it is interesting to be on this side of the spectrum, being a guy working in a predominantly female industry, if you will. So I was like, huh, that's interesting, too. I wouldn't have necessarily thought of that when it comes to travel. Yeah, now that I think about it, though, you know, like, you know, like when there would be travel agencies in the mall, yep. and you'd walk past and look in the window, it was always women at the desks, right? It's always Deborah. Yeah, I can envision <laughs> her. There's a specific type of woman, and it's true. It is a woman that you would you would envision. Uh, but it got me thinking about other, you know, female-dominated industries mm-hmm. like that. And, of course, there are some, like, nursing, um, although is that changing. is shifting. Yeah, I think the sure. last few times I've been to the hospital, I've had a mix of male and female nurses. Yeah, and I was thinking that as well when it comes to flight attendants. Because flight attendants used to be predominantly female, but I fly quite a bit. And when I do now, I've almost noticed more men than women who are yeah. flight attendants. There was a time when it was exclusively female, I yeah, think. I right? don't even think you could be hired as a male flight attendant for a while. And now, yeah, it's shifting. I was like, I, I, I wonder what that ratio is. These days? These days in comparison to how it used to be. You fly a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. I would guess it's still female heavy, but not not like it once was. Like yeah. You see the gaps maybe closing. Yes. I wonder what, like, what else is female dominated? The only one I can think of right off the top of my head is um, teachers in the in the younger grades. Yes. Because, like, when I, I think when I grew Childhood up, Childhood like, education. There were no male teachers before a certain age. It's very true. Uh, I think my first male teacher was grade five. Yep. Um, and, like, Bo last year had a, had a male teacher in grade one, and he loved him. He was a great teacher. That's awesome. Yeah, so maybe so that is also too. changing. Uh, dental hygienist was another one I thought of, but I think that too is shifting. But for a long time, it was only yeah, women who were doing that. Last time I had my teeth cleaned, it was by a dude. Oh, jeez. So, look at, look so at this, us. This might not look be a Look at thing. us. This is just phenomenal. <laughs> Things are shifting. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I have a couple etymologies for you today, Beckler. Okay. Uh, one of them a bit strange. The other one... Very obvious and a bit horrifying. Uh, first, the etymology of crucifixion. Where does crucifixion come from? So, excru- excuse me, excruciating is the word that actually comes from crucifixion, is what I realized, which I had n- never really thought of before. But when you think of the word excruciating, crucifixion is right in there. That would be there. the best word to describe. Yeah. Crucifixion, yeah? So it comes from the Latin word crucio, which means I crucify or I torture. That's what excruciating means. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Most times when it's used today, it's a bit of an exaggeration, isn't a it? A little bit of an exaggeration. Like, ah, my back. The pain in my back is just excruciating. Was, like, was it Was it comparable to being crucified? That's just it. Like, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know if I can use the word excruciating yeah. anymore. Because when you think about... <laughs> How violent and awful that truly is. I'm like, no, nothing is to that point. I don't think I've ever experienced that thing. I don't until, think so. No, no, no. Uh, and then the other one is cocktail, where the word cocktail comes from. So horses that were of mixed lineage, in other words, non-thoroughbred, were, were referred to as cocktailed, as those horses would often have a docked tail. Now, when you think of a cocktail, well, it's mixed, just like those horses are mixed. 
cocktails are mixed. So some people think that you started referring to a mixed drink the same way as the mixed horses, and they called them cocktails. Another so we could have just as easily called cocktails mutts? Could have. Or- yep. Yep. According to that theory. Uh, another theory is even more disturbing, though. Uh, so when a horse raises its tail, in other words, their tail is cocked, it's a sign of vim and vigor. So horse traders wanted their horses to look this way. So they would put ginger and pepper up their butts to make their tails cocked like that because that would just kind of happen as a reaction to putting ginger and pepper up the horse's butt. So ginger and pepper are also common ingredients that bartenders would use back then to liven up drinks. So then they started calling those drinks that they fancied up cocktails after the process of livening up your horse by putting ginger and pepper up their butt. So these are each possible explanations for the these term? Are two very possible explanations. And we're not sure which one it is? Don't know for sure. Both relating back to horses and uh, cocked tails. I kind of like the one that doesn't involve putting a finger in a horse's butt. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we'll, sh- we'll stick with that one. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So I'm listening to this audiobook over the weekend that was recommended to me by a friend of the show. It's called Breath by James Nestor, and it's the science of, of how we breathe or why we breathe the way we do. And it's very interesting because the, at the, the heart of his claims is that we evolved to breathe, breathe differently than we do now. And mm-hmm. the main thing is that there are too many mouth breathers. I don't mean that in like a pejorative <laughs> sense. I mean that as in like we're supposed to be breathing through our nose more than we do. And he links all these different health issues with our health improper breathing. breathing. Yeah. Huh. Everything from like crooked teeth to ADHD. And so I don't know how sound a lot of this science is. I sent it off to a friend of mine who's a respiratory therapist. And I was like, I'd like you to listen to this and get back to me and see what you think. Um, just because he would understand breathing yep. better than most. Uh, but there's they, in one part of the book, they talk about tumo breathing. Do you, have you heard of that before? No. So it's very similar to what Wim Hof teaches. And I know you've been interested in Wim Hof lately. Yep. But it's like you can, they claim that you can heat your body up just through the breath. And he said that there are claims of Buddhist monks, which is where this practice originated in Buddhism. There are claims of Buddhist monks who can sit in the snow and do this tumo breathing and melt the snow all around them. Oh, that's that would be insane to that's see. That's wild. Hey? I would love to see that. I don't know if that's true or not, no. but the author claims that he had a pretty intense experience with this breathing, and wow. it's, it's not too different from what Wim Hof teaches, and he's almost like... You know, superhuman in terms of what he's accomplished. Crazy through breath. So yeah, I thought it was a fascinating read. It's called Breath by James Nestor. If you can get your hands on it, awesome. Um, this is pretty quick, but I was just reading about how um, the director and the writers from Toy Story all got together and they had a lunch in 1994, and they were all kind of finishing up Toy Story and like, well, what are we going to do next? Like, what you know, what's going to be the next big Pixar thing? And uh, in that one lunch, they came up with all the characters for Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, A Bug's Life, and Wally. It was just them sitting around at lunch, and they were, like, drawing characters on napkins and came up with the characters for those four films. And were like, well, this is, I guess, what we'll do next. And it was all in one, one little lunch. And collectively, yeah. what have those films made in terms of box office and merch? I looked into that, and uh, just the films alone, I'm not sure if this includes merch, but over a billion dollars from those four. Oh, easily. I think Um, just from not every one of them would be close. Yeah. So So billions and billions of dollars. Billions. 
Mm. Well, I hope they were able to write that lunch off. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Because the return would Imagine. be pretty good. <laughs> right, separate bills, please. Separate bills. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.